Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. And we have a very special guest on the show today. How's it going, Owen? Pretty good. <laughs> Thank you for lying to me. <laughs> um, so Owen has a podcast called Bride of Chickenstein that I listen to. Um, what, how would you describe that show? It's uh, about anything and everything. Whatever comes to my mind, whatever guests want to talk about, it doesn't matter. Um, it seems like you are very into, you collect vintage toys first and foremost. I know that about you. Um, as a fellow uh, toy collector, I appreciate that. Um, I've listened to, I'm trying to think of recent uh, Bride of Chicken Steins I've listened to. I listened to one about wrestling. Um, so it's a lot of, I. how old are you, Owen? I am 37. Okay. Because I, I was thinking that your show, I'm 35, and um, you touch on a lot of uh, subjects that are nostalgic for people in our age range. Yeah. I mean, I watch a lot of cartoons, so. New cartoons or old cartoons? Both. Okay. Um, any favorites? Um, I mean, obviously Ninja Turtles, because that's what I collect, but. It's kind of been hit and miss for new stuff. It's very different. I feel like new cartoons, they're just, um, I don't know, you know, kids these days, they do things different. Yeah. And I'll fall in love with a new cartoon and then it like just goes away and then I'm sad. Yeah. So. Love is fleeting. <laughs> I, uh, I say that as someone who, you know, recently got a car that I loved and then three months later it was totaled. So I just feel like now I'm like... Is it even worth it to love anything at all? It just goes away. Nah, that's why I don't usually. <laughs> uh, that's good advice um, for all the young listeners is don't don't bother caring about things because they're going to be taken away from you. Um, um, so we're going to do an episode about cryptids. And the reason it's kind of been on my list of topics to cover because I feel they keep making an appearance in popular culture. And um, I was I wanted to get to the bottom of them. But also you are a big fan of Bigfoot. And so who better to do this episode with me? Uh, I guess. I mean, I, I guess fan is the way to describe it. You're um a Bigfoot enthusiast. Yeah. Not an expert. Not necessarily even a believer, but I watch stuff. I, I collect the board games. Um, I can't wait to get into uh, what Bigfoot board games there are. I think you go... I feel like you go to great lengths to... um put out a disclaimer that you are not an expert on anything, even if you know substantially more about it than most people. Yeah, I do that on everything. People like to like, oh, you click Ninja Turtles, you're an expert. I'm like, no, no. Maybe it's a good policy to have uh, because I, some someone left me a negative iTunes review saying, uh, like, I don't know who, what makes you think you're qualified to speak on this. And I was like, oh, you didn't get that, like, I'm just an idiot with a recording studio in their garage? Like, I'm not an expert, but I, maybe I should have put a disclaimer out there. Yeah. Always better safe than sorry. Yeah. Um, who wants to deal with blowback? So we are not, we are not experts. Um, 
but I do uh, have access to the internet, which allows me to uh, read about things um, and pretend I have knowledge. Um, and there's there's a lot of research I've done for this show where I sound really smart on the episode, and I I have no I could not recite that knowledge a year later. Um, but if you listen to the show, you'd think, oh, Sydney knows a lot of things, not like Sydney knows how to take notes and then forget. Uh, but so cryptids are animals that are presumed to exist on the basis of folk folklore or anecdotal evidence. Um, and it's evidence considered insufficient by mainstream science. Um, another definition I found was a creature whose existence is unsubstantiated. But a lot of them, it seems that um, there's a lot of instances of known creatures where they used to be thought to be cryptids, and then um, evidence was found proving their existence, and now now they're real. They've moved into the realm of science. Um, and a couple of those would be a platypus and an okapi, which is an African unicorn, and both of those were cryptids until... Uh, evidence was discovered proving them to be real. So I guess that's to say that the fun in cryptids is that there's a possibility that it could exist. Yeah, and our more recent one is the giant squid. What? Tell me about the giant squid. I don't know much about it, but it's always been like, you know, the old tales of the giant squid taking down boats and stuff like that, but they actually finally got footage of a giant squid so i'm i'm gonna be honest with you i always assumed that there were such things as giant squids isn't there one in the natural history museum or something maybe i feel like they probably washed up before but like no actual footage if i remember right of one in the wild oh i feel like there was a movie called the squid and the whale and they shot a scene in a movie um okay uh, yes, okay. Uh, there's a squid and a sperm whale diorama housed at the American Museum of Natural History. So, I feel like, I don't know if that that squid is considered a giant squid, but it's a really fucking big squid. <laughs> but maybe, That could be wrong, too, but I yeah. swear I heard something recently about that. Okay, I'll have to look that up. That's this is why like our work with pup dates is never done because I I always come to the table with uh, insufficient evidence um, to prove these things. I'm I'm and also I'm not I'm not a cryptid person. I think there's a lot of people that they they're they're more hip. They're more they've got the news on it. Um, but I'm behind. Uh, but examples of cryptids would be a Bigfoot, a Yeti, which it turns out are not the same thing. More on that later. Uh, Chupacabra, Jersey Devil, uh, Loch Ness Monster. And there's a field of research called cryptozoology, um, which is really interesting. I don't know if that's like a proper career path or you just dub yourself a cryptozoologist. <laughs> Well, you're potentially studying something that doesn't exist, and most scientists uh, don't study it. So you're kind of just, a lot of times it's just a, like people just, you know, in their houses giving themselves that title. But there are people that go out and spend their whole life doing this. But I don't know. It seems weird and kind of hokey. I... 
Yeah, I always, as someone who has depression and doesn't really want to do anything ever, I salute anyone who has the drive, I guess, even if it's something that's silly. Um, Sometimes it's annoying when people are like, check out my new clothing line. I'm going to be a t-shirt millionaire. And you're like, okay, but like literally you have a Redbubble site and some shitty designs. But I do appreciate anyone who has the enthusiasm to uh, pursue dreams, even if they are ridiculous. So uh, you got to have a hobby and hunting Bigfoot is probably more fun and interesting than, you know, spending your weekend shopping at target and going to Chili's so um I'll I'll support that (laughs) um so in the field of cryptozoology there's some categories there are creatures from myths and legends uh, supposedly natural or paranormal entities extinct creatures said to inhabit specific areas Known animals in areas they are not known to inhabit. I don't feel like that's really a cryptid, though. I feel like that's just like, whoa, we didn't know we had that animal here, and now we do. Um, yeah. For example, that would be um, mountain lions in, like, Vermont. People swear they see them all the time, but then, like, you know, the game wardens say, no, they don't exist here. So then everyone's like, no, I've seen one, so... But also, people believe panthers live in Vermont, so I what? don't know. Yeah, big black cats. That's why. How would they have gotten there? That's actually more than Vermont. Most you know, a lot of throughout the United States, people believe they've seen panthers. Um, number one, I don't like that because that's scary. Because <laughs> big cats will fuck you up. But yeah. I, the only way I guess they would have gotten there is uh, exotic animal collectors who let them loose who are like holy shit i can't take care of this thing anymore let me let it loose which happens but then it would just die out it's not like they could make they could procreate and keep i don't know i don't know how these things work um but i guess that's probably why it falls under cryptids because people say there's no panthers in the united states and people like i've seen them so they're like well i guess you can study it it might not exist Okay, so like a Vermont panther would be considered a cryptid. Um, okay, uh, known animals but of unusual unusual size or appearance. So that's an interesting one. And then animals that don't resemble any known species. Um, and apparently, according to cryptozoologist George M. Eberhardt, who wrote a book called Mysterious Creatures, which you can buy for $185... And uh, I, I made a note that this gentleman looks exactly what you would expect a cryptozoologist to look like. Um, he says that aliens, angels, demons, and, quote, bizarre humans such as zombies are not cryptids. So uh, those are not included on those lists. I guess because, I don't know, why would aliens not be a cryptid? Because they're not earthly? No. Probably because they're considered intelligent. Oh, why not? Does does a cryptid have to not be intelligent? But they say Bigfoots are intelligent. Yeah, and they can avoid cameras. That's their excuse, anyways. Why we have no footage of them? But yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, angels and demons, I guess, because they. I mean, creatures from myths and legends are cryptozoology, so I don't know quite why angels uh, and demons wouldn't be categorized as such. 
Maybe because maybe they're no Bigfoots are humanoid. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, he's he's the expert, I guess. He has a hundred and eighty-five dollar book out there, but um, anyone can put out a book and charge whatever they want. So that's true. That is true. I just I. The price was really funny to me because I don't know why. I don't. It's weird. Um, but um, there are also uh, several categories of cryptids: aquatic or semi-aquatic, terrestrial, and winged. Was the list that I found. Um, it feels like maybe there's more. But uh, so the first, the first cryptid I wanted to talk about was Bigfoot. So this is your kind of. This is your guy. He's your favorite cryptid, right? Yeah, the close second would be Champ, which is a local Vermont. It's it's like Loch Ness monster. It's one of those. Whoa. Okay, I'm gonna make a note of that, and we will get to Champ because I I did not come across him in my research. Um, so Bigfoot is a, a North American creature, correct? He I think all the myths of him or spottings of him have been North America. Uh, he's. He's world spread, but they all have like different names for it. Okay, and so some people think that uh, these spottings are just a bear with mange, which, <laughs> if you've ever seen an animal with mange, I can totally understand thinking like that is a to- a different creature because mange is alarming. I'm actually gonna. I have my computer open. I'm gonna Google a picture of a bear with mange and see if it looks anything like Big Butt, Bigfoot. A bear with mange. I'd say no. It looks like a bear with mange. Um, but, you oh, know, yeah. they're always on all four, though, usually. Although there was a bear in, I think, New Jersey that was known to always be walking on his hind legs. It The it bear was... always walked on his hind legs? Yeah, like the whole neighborhood just knew this bear. I was always walking around like on his hind legs. But I think eventually it was killed and everyone was upset. Um, okay, so update. A bear with mange does not look anything like a Bigfoot. It looks kind of like a hyena or um, like an anteater. It doesn't look anything like a Bigfoot. So I'm going to put that theory to rest because I can't. The two are not similar. No at all um so bears usually and they usually walk on four legs and then they get on two legs when they're like trying to intimidate right i think that's how bears work or reach stuff you know a pie a pie on a windowsill (laughs) sure you know getting those pies um and bigfoots always are on their hind legs not always they seem to prefer it. They're more like um uh like a Neanderthal looking creature would maybe be a good explanation. Some people say they um are a relic uh of an ancient hominid, either Gigantopithecus or Paranthropus. And I looked at pictures of those and those are pretty Bigfoot looking. Um and I think that can happen where there's species that we think are exist, or we think are um, extinct, and then they turns out they still ex- are existing. So maybe maybe that's true. Maybe these Bigfoots are actually just like holdovers of ancient hominid creatures. 
Well, it depends on where you fall, because there's different theories. There's it's it's real flesh and blood, alien, uh, another dimension. I mean, there's all kinds of theories out there. Okay, what is okay? So I only know the real theory, where it's like this is a real creature and it's really walking around. Um, what were the other theories? Alien. Alien. Meaning that these are, they live on another planet, but they come down here sometimes? Yes. Um, I guess the most famous one of that would be a Chestnut Ridge. You know about that? No. It was where several um, acorn-shaped UFOs were spotted and Bigfoot-like creatures were spotted coming out of them. And when they, um, I guess when the locals shot at one of them, they just like disappeared into a ball of light. What? Yeah. When was this? I want to say the seventies. Okay, the seventies were a fun time. Let's <laughs> let's be real. Number one, fashion was great, um, and we had birth control, but not yet AIDS, so it was a nice time. But also, um, there were a lot of crop circles happening, and apparently, uh, Bigfoot. Uh, Bigfoot's coming out of UFOs, so that's exciting. Yeah, and uh, then the other one is like um, other dimension, or like they're believed to be spirits that are protecting us. What do you think of that theory? I mean, you'd have to believe in spirits. You'd have to be like believe in afterlife and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't really fall on that category. I guess, yeah, your interpret I, the interpretation of the unknown has a lot to do with the, um, I guess, the, the background, the beliefs that you're coming to the table with. So if you are, like, listen, if you don't believe in God or heaven, you're not going to see angels. So, um, it, yeah, I guess, yeah, you're not going to think that these are spiritual happenings or kind of like how people who believe in ghosts, when weird things happen around their house, they say, oh, it was a ghost versus or it's a poltergeist. Whereas I'd be like, oh, shit, I got to call an electrician. Something's weird is happening. Yeah, it's what was I? I was watching Finding Bigfoot years ago, the show where they never found Bigfoot, but it lasted <laughs> quite a few seasons. Uh, there's a guy on there, I think a cliff. He He's the believer of flesh and blood, real animal, and he scoffs at the nonsense of um, people trying to find ghosts. Ghosts aren't real to him. But Bigfoot and, uh, is? He, Bigfoot's real, ghosts aren't, and he would scoff at people who would, you know had TV shows about you know finding ghosts and that they were all scams. Do you believe in ghosts? I've never seen one, so I can't say that I do. Yeah, I don't either. And sometimes I, I'm like, is it, am I just like no fun in that like everything <laughs> that somebody proposes to me, I shit all over. I, when I started this show for the first year, I had a co-host, Shu, who was a little more of like the hippie, dippy, crystals, paranormal type person. And a lot of our episodes were, you know, she would be saying, oh, this is real, or this is how, you know, astral projection is real, ghosts are real, whatever. And I'd be like, no, this is how it works. Um, and so then I go, maybe I'm like, am I am I a realist or am I just uh, am I just a party pooper on everyone else's fun time of beliefs? I don't know. I'm fascinated by it, but it's 
you know, nothing has shown me to be true at this point. You know, I guess if I see it, then I'll have to believe it then. But it still fascinates me. I still like watching ghost shows and reading different people's accounts of things that happen. Like, it's a fun time whether or not it's real. I'm not going to lie. I'll listen to some ghost-related podcasts and get spooked out in the middle of the night while I'm at work. Well, that's, yeah, that's the weird thing is despite not believing in these things, I am incredibly creeped out by them. So I don't know what that is. But do do you believe that Bigfoot is real? No. No. Oh, really? I haven't seen anything that proved otherwise. That's okay. I'm learning a lot about you because for some reason, I thought anyone with a... an interest in Bigfoot would be a believer, but you just enjoy like the myth and the story and the hunts and all that. Yeah. I mean, just cause I've seen over 80 Bigfoot movies doesn't mean I have to believe it's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. I've seen a lot of um, romance movies and I'm not sure that love is real. <laughs> so <laughs> um, that's really interesting. Okay. So Bigfoot, Probably not real, but a really fun time. Um, And then similar to Bigfoot, we have yetis, which is this is in my research. I learned they're not the same thing. Um, Depending on who you talk to. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, But there's some people that they're exactly the same thing and they're not white. What? According to some people. They just look white because they have snow stuck to them. Yeah, that's that seems like a bad explanation because <laughs> I've I've seen footage of non-white creatures in snow and they don't appear snow white. Um, but could be an albino. That's true. That is true. I mean, or they could just be like the same, you know, root creature, but have evolved differently. As what is what happens when creatures are on different continents is they evolve different traits that help them that are advantageous to them in those environments. So, um, I mean, that's the thing. You could say anything about any of them and we just have to be like, okay, I guess prove me wrong or prove me right. I, uh, I might have to go into the field of cryptozoology. It's so much easier than real science because you can, uh, you can do a lot of just supposing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess the big thing would be, where are you going to get the money? Who's going to back you? Um, that's true. That's true. I still, I only make like $20 a month on my podcast. So, um, I don't know how I could make money as a cryptozoologist, but uh, I'll keep everyone updated. Um, maybe I'll start a GoFundMe. Um, so yetis, yetis look like Bigfoots. Uh, they're described as a wild man or a man bear. And this was my favorite Yeti story is in the, and I'm going to mangle this, in the Pangabach Monastery of Eastern Nepal, they allegedly had a Yeti scalp and hand. And it's because one of their monks said he went into a cave to pray and there was some creature in there. And he was like, whoa, this is a scary creature. I'm leaving. And then he came back to that same cave years later and found the Yeti creature dead so he cut off its scalp and its hand to take back to the monastery and so they just had this um and it kind of became like a traveler's destination you go see this um yeti scalp and hand and in 1954 they tested the hair on the scalp 
And the results were inconclusive, but this is 1954 science. Um, and sometime after that, I couldn't find the year, uh, but the actor Jimmy Stewart smuggled the hand out of the country in his luggage. And um, in 1991, Unsolved Mysteries <clears throat> did a test on what was alleged to be that hand, and they judged it to be near human. Um but 2011 testing on a finger that was alleged to be part of that hand found it to be human DNA. So this uh, this hand that's been around the world and people are smuggling it and saying it's a Yeti hand, probably not. But like we also don't know that that 2011 hand was the same hand from 60 years earlier. Um, but uh, yeah, people, people believe Yetis to be real there, I guess. Yeah, and I believe they still have the scalp, and they still present it as being real. Oh, really? I believe so. I, I saw. It, I swear, I saw it not that long ago on uh, Josh Gates, one of Josh Gates' shows. Uh, who's Josh Gates? Um, he's had several different like travel shows. Um, first one was all about like paranormal and monsters and you know cryptids, and then the later one was more about actual events but he had a special looking for yeti i think he came back with like a footprint casting but it's been a while that's one of the things they say um about yetis is the way they know that they're real is uh like people see their footprints a lot in the snow yeah that's like the only hard evidence so to speak that's like a common joke amongst uh cryptozoologist where they're like i need hard evidence of bigfoot and then he's like let me hit you with this foot casting and tell me (laughs) if it's hard or not but i don't know a lot of times you see those castings and it looks like nothing it's just a blob of nothing it's like um a rorschach test whereas what i think most people would see is like oh i don't know that's an indiscernible imprint in the snow somebody who believes in yetis would say oh my god that's a yeti footprint yeah it's it's again you know shrug i don't know i'm not an expert yeah i don't know but i'm looking at this uh, alleged yeti scalp and uh i mean it doesn't look like human hair but it's also really old so it reminds me of um when i lived in new york men there still wear toupees like the old school new york italian type guys they still because no one wears a fucking toupee anymore like you just you shave your head and you move on with your life but i saw a lot of bad toupees on old new york guys and that's kind of what this yeti scalp looks like it's just like weird matted hair (laughs) yeah I, i swear someone tested it even more recently but maybe they wouldn't let them maybe that's what happened yeah, I don't know, but okay, but it's still there. You can still go see it, so that's cool. Um, interesting. Okay, oh, and this this monk from that monastery says, we don't believe in giraffes and lions in Nepal because there aren't any there. Likewise, you don't believe in yetis because you have none in your country. Um, interesting, interesting logic chain. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. The scalp? Okay. Wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, okay, they did uh, They did some sort of testing on it, and they say the scalp turned out to have been fashioned from the hide of an animal 
most likely a goat antelope native to the Himalayas. After its trip and reported debunking, it was returned to the monastery. Okay, so this this might be an elaborate fraud by a bunch of monks trying to get tourist money, which that's all right. That's all right. Good for them. Well, just another religion lying to us. <laughs> that's that's what they do. They lie to generate um, income, uh, which is kind of like what I do because I, I, I act like I people are my friends and then they give me money. Um, and that is how bartending works. Uh, so, uh, what is this champ that you guys have out there? Champ? I forget what they call it. It's, it's, um, like the dinosaur that lives in the water. Oh, like a, like a Loch Ness monster? Yeah, it's like the same thing. And he's seen, um, okay, okay, Lake Champlain. Is that how you say it? Jesus Christ, my tongue is twisted today. Lake (laughs) Champlain. um, Borders New York and Vermont, like splits us right down the side. Okay. And he's been sighted out there? For generations at this point. Which, at that point, it would... Okay, there have been over 300 reported sightings. And so either it's a creature that lives a long time, which do exist. Those fucking fish, those giant fish that live like a hundred years. Um, so, you know, maybe. Or or there's several of them and they're breeding. Yeah, that's the theory. And there's also this whole theory that uh, all the lakes in Vermont are hooked by underground tunnels. So it can go to any lake it wants. Because there's other lakes reported the same type of creature. Um, but it's the more famous one around here that everyone knows about. We have a minor league baseball team named after him. Really? The Lake Monsters. And they they have a mascot that's Champ. Um, That's fantastic. Um, do you think that people are actually seeing a creature when they see this or are we just seeing some floating garbage well the most famous picture of it looks like just a a stump floating with like a branch sticking up which makes me laugh but it's like the most famous photo um but i guess at one point um was it that circus guy's name barnum and bailey oh yeah um he offered like a big amount of money for the height of it and no one was able to get it no of course not did people try though or people like i'm gonna get rich and then they're they're going out (laughs) on the waters i assume so not that long ago there was a multi-part series put out by small town monsters called um I think it's called In the Search of Champ or something like that. Or On the Trail of Champ. Okay. And did they um, did they propose that it was real or were they like, probably a stump, but let's look? I don't think they had a side. They just kind of presented people that are currently searching for it, the stories of it, things like that. I had the uh, director on my podcast i think last year the year before oh wow how did you um get in touch with him he was asking if anyone wanted him on his podcast i said okay and uh and he actually called in yeah um we had a whole hour plus conversation 
Yesterday, I had a um, rapper slash R&B producer reach out to me to be on my podcast to talk about R. Kelly. And then um, he didn't call until five hours later, um, like five hours after the time he said he would call at. And uh, I didn't answer the phone because I listen. I'll have anyone on my show, especially if they have more Instagram followers than us. But, but you you can't call in five hours late for a podcast. Um, and I, this is the second uh, person who was supposed to do an uh, episode as an expert on the hip hop community. Who the first one just straight up uh, ghosted me, and this one uh, did this, and I go listen. I just because you're into hip hop doesn't mean you can't be into time. Like, look at Flavor Flav. He's got all those fucking clocks. You know what I mean? So if you could like maybe borrow a clock and then be on my show, that would be great. But anyways, yeah, I, I fucking spent yesterday listening to interviews with this ding dong, you know, doing a background research. So like I knew who I was talking to. And then um, then he he uh, he fucked me over. But that's OK. I figure he was probably uh, smoking blunts with his boys and couldn't couldn't call in on time. I was not only on time, I was almost a week early. That's true. You you were um, that because you are a professional. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a week earlier than it was, but. I schedule really far out to give me time to do research and then. most of the time I do research. I, I use that time to do research. Um, so so Champ is a lake monster, um, which I guess we can talk about the Loch Ness monster, who has been spotted since the 17th century, but apparent or no, the 7th century, my, my bad. Um, but he has been radio silent since 2007. So people think, oh, he was real, but he's dead now. It's possible. (laughs) Everything (laughs) dies eventually, right? Yeah, or the stick that people were seeing um, fell apart. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know much about like like uh, Loch Ness. I've seen a couple things, but I mean, he looks like a plesiosaur, but um, also it's really odd that he was sighted for centuries and no one found greater like that's a long time to exist and have no proof i guess but i think that town maybe it's helped its tourism economy yeah um how about the jersey devil are you familiar with that guy a little bit i mean i've heard different things one was it was like it's like the literally the devil's kid and a woman birthed it is one of the stories. Oh. And they like flew out the smashed out the window and flew away, but I think there's different stories. I always forget what's the, it's like part deer, part it's got like wings. Yeah, it has bat like wings, a horse's head, and long claws, or it's been described as a kangaroo with wings. And I I read something where somebody actually took a kangaroo and put wings on it and tried to charge people to see the Jersey devil. Um, I, I kind of, I kind of want to see images of what this looked like. 
Um, and if it was just like a, a kangaroo with a pair of costume wings on it, or I don't know, I, I'm very curious, but I didn't find any pictures of it. I'd hope it'd be costume wings over like like surgically adding wings to it. Yeah, that's some Mangala stuff. I don't like that. It was like uh, for a while there was those goats. They would somehow mess their um, horns up so it would grow one in the middle of their head, and they were trying to pawn them off as unicorns yeah what would they do they would like cut one off and then move the other one over um but i don't know at that point it's like it's not a growing horn anymore i assume it's dead it dies if you i don't know i don't but i don't like that just put just get a piece of elastic with a horn and wrap it around its head and call it a day there have been some deer spotted that have like a single horn in the middle of their head really yeah, they always like, oh, look, it's a unicorn. Like, it's just a normal deer with a one antler in the middle of its head, but sure. Yeah, deformities happen. Like, there are those, there's people who have that skin condition where their skin looks like tree bark, but like, they're not tree people. They're just humans that have an abnormality. Aren't they usually called like alligator boy and stuff? Yeah, probably. There's always all those like horrible, horrible <laughs> all names. Sideshow stuff used to go on. Yeah, which is it's just a fascinating time in American history. I, I it's not really any different now. We just don't go to a carnival to see them. We just turn on TLC. <laughs> Zing. Yeah, I mean, I just I this is like 15 years ago. I watched a marathon. I was. I was having what at the time I called an in-home vacation, which meant that I just drank all day and made different types of Mexican food um, because I couldn't afford to travel. And so I was having an in-town vacation day and I was drinking for hours and I was watching TLC and it would be like, uh, this woman has no arms or legs and she's pregnant. And I'd be like, well, fuck, I got to watch this hour special. And then I'd be like, after this, I'm done. I'm done. And then it would be like, coming up next, the boy whose skin fell off. And I'm like, well, fuck. And so, (laughs) so it went on for probably 10 hours. It was way, way too, it it was 10 hours and more than one bottle of vodka that I watched these TLC, um, shows and so that's just a modern sideshow but you you don't have to like apparently if you go do it in public and see them face to face it's like oh that's so horrible people used to do that but like we still do that now just behind a screen yeah there was that old um, guy that was in the carnival that had no arms and no legs and he was married to the bearded woman and they had kids and she was like a heavy set woman all their kids were like normal i always just wondered like how that worked but i probably shouldn't think about it too much yeah i don't yeah i don't know i don't know i've seen like i've seen some people where it's like two like heinously unattractive barely communicative adults like they just there there's some issues going on with the adults and they had children and they created these beautiful, like kind, articulate children. And I just am like, well, I guess sometimes two wrongs do make a right. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> I'm going to get canceled. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and that guy who had the um, the lobster hands, who he I think he later committed murder, like the most famous lobster boy. He killed someone, I believe. I think so. I remember that. I read a book about it years ago. Um, and There's that whole 
cemetery that's full of like they had their own community after like the sideshow stuff ended they had their own community where they all lived together like kind of a retirement trailer park yeah and i think there's like a cemetery where they're all kind of buried together that's wild that must be on the east coast i think so like florida-ish yeah that that's where we all retire um okay so here's one this is my favorite one because it reminds me of rob love uh in maryland there is a myth of a goat man and the goat man the only thing he does is he attacks cars with an axe he just hates cars (laughs) um and so it made me think of rob love uh he's a cryptid on a mission he's just fucking up car but like i wonder if people they found damage on their cars and they're like it must have been the goat man uh, it'd have to look like an axe mark yeah like i don't know maybe something like flew up like some debris and traffic flew up and hit their car and then they're like the goat man did it yeah i first time i actually saw that was today when i was looking around and i just like the people like it's just a bunch of bored teenagers keeping that folklore alive which made me laugh. Maybe. Are teenagers bored anymore? I mean, they're always bored. They're always playing on their phone. That's boredom, right? Well, actually, very good point. Um, Because teenagers used to, before phones and cable and all that, like the boredom was real. I had a friend who would just drive around in his truck, driving into people's trash cans. Like that, that was a good time. Um. But now I feel like with phones, there's le- I mean, there's less boredom because you can watch things, you can make videos, you know, you can TikTok. So I feel like teenagers must be less bored. Yeah, I, I doubt they're at least. I wouldn't figure most of them would be out there. Like, let's talk about the goat man. They're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's lame. Have you seen this new video? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for me, phone is never like a boredom thing. It's an escapism thing uh, where I'm like, I don't like what's happening right now. Maybe I can go on my phone and see something that makes me forget that I'm at work uh, or whatever. Um, Okay, so Goatman, Loch Ness Monster, Chupacabra. Yes. I like that there's two different versions of Chupacabra. Oh, what are the ones you got? I have a scaly dog with pronounced spinal ridge that kills livestock. Yeah. yeah. I've also heard of, like, a flying creature. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm picturing the winged dog from the movie Coco. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I'm picturing. So they say that he flies in and then kills the livestock. I don't think it looks like a dog, the flying one, oh. but it's kind of like the same idea where, you know, it sucks the blood out of animals. Cause that's the, I think that's what the name means, blood sucker. I think so, because chupa means to suck, and cabra, I'm sure, has something to do Goat with Goat sucker. Yeah. So, okay, flying chupa cabra. Um, yeah, because, okay, so just in case anyone's never heard of the chupacabra, I live in the Southwest, so, and the chupacabra is uh, like a Mexico, South America deal. And it's said that he, like, when people find livestock dead in the field, um, they'll say the chupacabra did it, but allegedly he makes these, like, 
perfectly circular holes that he sucks the blood out of. Um, so that's what we're talking about is this creature. Um, let's see. There's incidents of deaths, blah, blah, blah. The story I remember most, which shouldn't make me laugh, but it's, uh, you know, this farmer said he killed one. And they went and got the body, but it was, it was just a normal dog. I, so that's because it, it you know what it looks like in a lot of the drawings it looks like um uh, a mexican hairless dog uh they pretty they look really similar to that um something between that and like a hyena um yeah. so i i don't know what else would cause um the round like a perfectly round hole but i assume if a larger aliens <laughs> Yeah, possibly, possibly that. I was going to say maybe just um, if vampires, it, vampires or um, a, a, a bite from some an animal with like really large canine teeth. Maybe it, if it if it bites but doesn't tear, those canine teeth would leave pretty symmetrical holes. Um, so I don't know. But they say like uh, when these when animals are found killed by a chupacabra that their blood has been drained. Yeah, that's the the distinct key to the whole thing. Yeah, I don't. I I think it might just be a misunderstanding, and they're getting eaten by coyotes or something. Or they're just finding a dead animal days later when they're all like dried out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Desert, desert areas usually where they're spotted. So it's kind of like how um, people used to think that your hair and your nails grow after you're dead, but it just turns out that the process of like decay, the tissue shrinks back because it's losing fluid, right? So your tissue shrinks back, and then it makes the nails and the hair look longer, but it's that's not what's happening. So it's probably just a misunderstanding somewhere in the the death and decaying process. I want to know the story behind the first person that noticed that. Like, why were they seeing a a corpse? I think they're like that hair and fingernails are growing. I think people used to dig up corpses a lot. I guess so. There's that country that digs them up every year and redresses them and has dinner with them. No, stop it. Yeah. Yeah, I forget where it is, though. If you remember, you have to message me, because that is fascinating. Yeah, it's their culture. They dig them up, and they, you know, redress up mom and dad, and have an evening with them, and then rebury them. Um, I, yeah, I might have to do an episode about that. Necrophilia is one of our highest rated episodes that we've ever done. <laughs> People love it. Um, well, to be clear, I don't think they have sex with their family members. No. They're celebrating their them i it's weird because we have um in our culture we have a lot of separation of from the macabre like we don't kill our own animals to eat we don't see the burning of coal that creates power like we're very we we don't even take care of our relatives as they die like people don't die in the home anymore they die in hospice care so it seems so wild to us because the idea of seeing or dressing a dead body is insane. But whereas like other cultures, you care for relatives in the home as they die. You clean your relative's body. You dress it for a funeral. Like you do all that yourself in the home. So other people, I think, um, 
are more connected to the death process and it would seem you know not as garish to go oh yeah I'm gonna dig up my relative and redress them but that's like the most horrific thing uh we could think of as westerners I know that um, Abraham Lincoln used to, when he was sad, he would have his staff dig up his dead son's body and so he could look at it and talk to it. Um, but he wasn't doing so well mentally, I think. Have you, um, have you heard of a Wendigo? Wait, no, a Wendigo. Um, I have. I thought it was... Yeah, it's in a it's in a video game. <laughs> it's a West Virginia thing, isn't it? Or is it more widespread? It's a it's a Great Lakes. Re it's an Atlantic Coast Great Lakes region thing, um, and it's part of Algonquin folklore. Um, it's a cannibalistic monster, and yeah. it's a spirit or a twisted human. It uh, it craves flesh and it has tight stretched skin over a skeletal frame. What video game did you see this in? Pretty sure they're in Fallout seventy six. There are seventy six Fallout's. No, that's it's kind of like a play on the year oh, oh. 20, 2076 bicentennial. Gotcha. Um, I don't know anything it's, about Fallout. It's yeah, it's full of, it's set in West Virginia, so it has a lot of cryptids. It's got Mothman, um, it's got um, Sheep Squatch, and they're, they're around the uh, world, and uh, they're pretty tough to kill. Um, I didn't even write down Mothman on my list, so... What? I know, what the fuck? Because uh, Mothman is a favorite for many people. Um, do you want to tell us about Mothman? Mothman is a well. He's different. You know, some say it looks like a giant owl. Some say it's humanoid, but has you know moth wings and giant red glowing eyes. I'm not sure on the description, but the famous story. I don't remember the date, but they were spotted over a bridge hovering, and then that bridge collapsed, and a bunch of people were killed. And um, people say it was trying to warn them, but. No one ever says that it caused it, though, which I always thought was interesting. It was like, he was trying to warn us, not like, it did it. I mean, maybe it makes them more comfortable to think that it would be a friendly entity. Um, but I think that's the incident that's in the movie The Mothman Prophecies, right? Is it has um, Richard Gere and um, Deborah Messing, I believe, and they're getting weird phone calls and there's weird sightings. Was it Chicago? I think it was like outside of Chicago, they're seeing all these things. And then it was a bridge in Chicago that it landed on and then it collapsed. Um, and then well, the actual place is Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Oh, okay. But maybe the movie's different. Yeah, maybe. Or, you know, I maybe I'm getting confused because I think there have been a lot of Mothman sightings in Chicago, but this bridge incident. Yeah was in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Yeah. And like it's there's like a, every year there's a big Mothman festival and there's a Mothman museum there. And uh people talk about if you go there just any normal day, it's almost like a ghost town. It's just you walking around, nothing around. And then all of a sudden like, you know, this festival hits and there's thousands of people just everywhere. 
Um, it's always weird towns like that where like the whole economy is this one thing that happens once a year. And then you're like, what, what do you do the rest of the year? Um, and then thanks to fallout, I guess it's been getting bigger. Oh, really? Like people that like the game will show up and dress up as the game characters. And whatnot. Oh my God. That's wild. Um, they even sell like fallout gear in the museum now. So there, there's a permanent museum there, so you could go any time of the year to see the museum, but then there's just the festival once a yeah. year. And oddly enough, the museum is in the game. You can go to the museum. It's There's really nothing there, because it's all just post-apocalyptic, if you know what Fallout is. But the statue that's in front of the museum is actually in the game. Um, that's how, it's always wild. I'm not a video game person, but I've just learned recently about how in video games they'll have real places um because when we went to the salton sea the way that zach knew about the salton sea was from some video game and like grand theft auto 5 yes yeah and so and it's exactly <laughs> it, it's exactly duplicates it which is so wild um I, and i guess it makes sense like just if you have to create a fake city you can model yeah. it after a real one. When I draw, I look at pictures of the thing that I want to draw to yeah. duplicate it, but I don't know why I never thought about that. Grand Theft Auto has always done that. It's like Liberty City is New York. Um, San Andreas is California. Oh, I, I've never played that game. I was raised super churchy. We weren't allowed to have those things because they were of the devil. <laughs> it is called grand theft auto which yeah. is a crime so and there were there's like prostitutes and drugs or something i think i don't know hell yeah there is yeah i mean i wasn't allowed to watch mtv because that was pornography so grand theft auto is like some next level no no shit um are there any other cryptids that we haven't talked about that um stand out to you well, one of the new bigger ones is a dogman. What's that? I always describe them as werewolves, but they're like humanoid and they have a dog head and they uh people see them crossing the road and chasing cars and they got glowing eyes and all that good stuff. Okay. I didn't um I've never heard of that. I'm looking at some uh drawings right now. They do they look like werewolves. Or, to be honest, they look more like a bear with mange than a Bigfoot does. <laughs> um, do people think mm. that it's like a human-dog hybrid or it's its own creature? A lot of people scoff at it, so I don't know. It's just always interesting where they're like, Bigfoot's real, like, dog, man, come on. That's yeah. just silly. Um, oh, whoa. Okay, I'm looking at this article... Uh, that says cryptozoologists say mysterious canine shot in Montana is dog man. Um, and they're showing pictures and it, it's not anything man looking. It's just a really big dog. Um, it's like, it looks like a wolf sort of creature. Um, but it is really cool looking. It just doesn't look anything like a man. Then I don't know if dog men are the same, but it's like, I can't remember the exact story, but there's always been this like Native American folklore of people who could shift into animals. Oh yeah, the, dude, I should do an episode about that because that's cool. 
I forget what they're called. Skinwalkers? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, dude, is that what people think this might be? Yeah. Do you, do you think that comes from people have like a desire like they wish they could? Like oh, could be a lot of uh you know, ceremonies with the uh, sacred pipe as well. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Cuz I just feel like a lot of um sort of mystical beliefs come from a desire, right? Like people want to believe that life like death isn't the end of life so they confabulate this idea of heaven um and so like maybe people you know they wish like oh being a human all the time sucks i wish i could kind of become a more animalistic or primitive state and then these myths of transformation are born yeah and then of course you have thunderbirds what are thunderbirds just giant humongous birds I wish that were... No, I don't wish that. Birds are mean. I don't need them to be any bigger. Just think of like a normal... Like, like say a vulture and then you give it like 10 foot wide wingspan or something like that. No way. Like, um, I mean, isn't that... Is that how big pterodactyls were? I mean, there's a lot of people that believe there's still different dinosaurs. I mean, that's what Loch Ness is, right? Yeah. I, I swear there's some places where they see pterodactyls and there was place in africa where they supposedly have a dinosaur that runs around that's i mean that i wouldn't i wouldn't entirely poo poo it i it i just like i recently read a book um and they were talking about these um societies or tribes that were thought to have been in, extinct and then it turns out like no the the tribe those people are still alive they're just they hide when outsiders or anthropologists come through because they're like we don't want anything to do with this because we don't know what it is and so if there's because there's so much like on the earth that's not discovered we discover new species of plants and animals every day so to think like we know everything would be silly i guess it'd be cool if there were still dinosaurs kicking it i guess it depends on which ones um only the herbivores i don't need any <laughs> any of the carnivores kicking around and then another one of my favorites, another Vermont local one, is a uh, Pigman. Oh my God! What the fuck is Pigman? Well, there's two different stories. One I don't like as much. There's one is just some kid went crazy and he wears a gutted out pig head, which would not be a cryptid. That would just be a psychopath. But the other one is literally also called Pigfoot, but it's a humanoid pig, but it's like white for some reason. It's covered in white hair. Walks around on its two hooves, lives in a devil's wash bowl. But there's only like one story, so it's like no one's ever said anything about it since, but that one always fascinated me. Um, the idea of a humanoid pig. I'm looking at it right now, um, and honestly, I've seen humans that look like this. So I believe that this could <laughs> be like a, you know, what they call just, hill people. Like just this eating is, out of trash. Yeah, just kind of um, a wild man. Living, living in the woods, doing his own thing outside of society, and people are like, "He's a pig man, and he's just kind of a a guy with a belly and a broad set nose." I keep trying to talk my friend into going down to the town it supposedly is, and I just want to walk around the town wearing a shirt that says "I believe in pig man" and see if anyone says anything. 
it, I yeah, it might be a good. You should do that, and then you can see if people, you know, the what the locals feel about it. How many of them actually believe, or if they're like, "God damn it, we hate that shit." <laughs> I probably would be the only person with a pig man shirt, to be honest. Yeah, but like it would it would elicit the you would be able to gauge the the temperature of the locals and how many believe in it and how many are like this is the stupidest thing i hate that this is what has put our town on the map i i wish more towns would embrace the stupid shit like why not be like hell yeah home of the pig man sell shirts at your local you know general store it yeah it seems like a fun gimmick and it doesn't it doesn't hurt anybody. I watched a Bigfoot movie recently that had Judy Greer and um oh my gosh, what the fuck was that movie called? But it's about a town where there becomes a Bigfoot legend and like they milk it cuz why not? And uh and they have a good time with it. Um and so it seems like that would be that would be the way to do it is to embrace it. Uh, oh, Pottersville is what it was called. Um, I, I feel like, yeah, embrace it, have fun shirts, have a good time with it, make some money, expose people to your town. Um, I don't know. Matt Farley was telling me a lot of locals in Salem don't like the uh, the traffic that's brought in by um like every Halloween, they have like these street parties and events in Salem, and a lot of locals just hate it, and they hate the traffic, and they hate the tourists. Instead of being like, whatever, it's a good time, and it's an economic boom, so why not? You know, it's the only reason people know what Salem is is the witch trials. Other than that, it'd just be a generic town that no one would care about. Exactly um yeah if i got something that actually happened yeah i feel like if if i personally got famous for a stupid reason i would you know i would feel like i have no choice but to embrace it um there's a couple towns who have embraced it um whitehall new york had a bigfoot sighting in the 70s that was seen by multiple police officers and um now if you go there there's bigfoot statues and they've actually um, named Bigfoot their official animal, and it's illegal to kill Bigfoot in Whitehall. That's amazing. They passed ordinance. Um, you got Boggy Creek, or I think it's called Folk Fook. I don't forget. That's that's famous from the Boggy Creek movies and the the incident that supposedly happened in the seventies. And there's there they have a store that has like Bigfoot sticking out of the side of it. It's called like Monster Mart. Um, that sounds like a fun store. And I think Buff some people in Bluff Creek have embraced it, which is the most famous thing, which we never even touched on the uh, Patterson Gimlin film. What's that? Film. It's from you don't know. That's like the most famous footage of Bigfoot ever oh, from 1967. The 60s? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is um that's the one I think that everyone thinks of when they think of Bigfoot. And some people say it's a man in a suit, but other people say we don't know. It's like the most hotly disputed video. Yep. But I believe there's a restaurant or something out there that sells Bigfoot burgers. Oh, really? Yeah. Um that seems yeah, that guy, what was that guy's deal? He was just out hunting and saw it or I think they were actually out looking for it. Okay. 
That's when I don't trust it. If you're if you're out looking for it, I don't know that it's an authentic find. If that it's, makes sense. It's an interesting study because the big problem is people have it now on YouTube and you try to watch it and it's been like uploaded and ripped from VHS and it's like just gets worse and worse looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're always like, look at this. You can see muscle. That's not a suit. And then other people are like, why doesn't it have a butt crack? <laughs> it's not a suit. But no one ever like, and then they're like, it has breasts, though so it's it's female and all these different things. And there was I can't remember. There was a documentary not maybe a couple of years ago where the guy claimed it was him, and like you could see him walking around town, and he had the same walk and stuff. I saw that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, dude, it was me. And did he say that someone told him to put the suit on? I can't remember. But yeah, they he definitely had the same gait as the Bigfoot in the movie. So does Donald Trump, so I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot. I have a friend who um, is at that... There's a stage of alcoholism. I forget the medical term, but you have motor skills, uh, issues with your motor skills and balance. And um, he is at that stage of alcoholism, and he walks like a Bigfoot. So uh, I don't know. Who's to to say? It's not an entirely uncommon gait to be kind of leaning forward with your arms in front of you. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a guy in a suit, but but you do you support it? You're like you're not like oh this stupid fraud. You're like eh, why not? What a fun time. Sure, why not? I think what's most interesting about the whole cryptozoology stuff is that it's probably the most faked field out there because mm-hmm. there's always someone doing a hoax. Um, there's this guy that's been doing it for years where he's trying to sell like footage of Bigfoot on his website, but everyone is already like, even people that are like hardcore believers have already like ounced him as like a fake and a fraud, but he's still going. He's still like clearest, you know, 1080p footage. You obviously have Bigfoot pay this amount and you can have it. And it's like, he's still trying, but that also muddies the thing where like people who might actually want to study are just like, why bother? Yeah, because there's, there's so, much so much fake bullshit. shit out there. And then you go on YouTube and you have like the maniacs that will, any blurry picture or clip, they'll put an hour long video telling you how it's real. And it's just like, I see nothing. You know, it's like a shadow on a tree and they'll try to tell you otherwise. And it's, it's insane. There's this one that always makes me laugh. It's in a s- suburb, someone filming out their back window. It looks like they smeared Vaseline on their camera. It's so bad, and the guy's trying to tell you it's a, uh, you know, mom Bigfoot with two babies bouncing around it. But even in this blurry, terrible footage, you can tell that it's a person wearing blue jeans, and two dogs. Oh my god! And he's like, "No, oh, that's mom and two." And I'm like, "It's in the most suburban area. Like, there's like houses are pretty much touching in this area." Like, you're telling me it's just a Sasquatch and it's babies just walking through this neighborhood. Just chilling. Wearing blue pants. Um, the only thing, I, the thing that I find interesting about it as, like, someone who's, uh, you know, I'm really into, uh, like, sculpture, special effects, that sort of thing. Like, um, I enjoy the ingenuity and the craftsmanship of the people who stage these hoaxes. Like, you know, it's they're very much along the vein of like they're non-professional, but like special effects artists. Um, it's kind of like a punk rock special effects 
person. You know, like I'm, I, what do I have to make this Sasquatch outfit about out of? I got some old car covers and I'll put some Vaseline on the lens and I can film this thing. Um, so I kind of, uh, I kind of enjoy the art and craft of, of these hoaxes. <laughs> I don't remember the date, but several years ago, there was someone trying to do a Bigfoot prank in a ghillie suit and he was hit by a car and killed. No. Yeah. Jeez. Jesus. It's a ghillie suit. It doesn't even look like a Bigfoot, but. What's a ghillie suit? That's like the thing that looks like leaves and you wear it to hunt or like snipers in the military wear them oh. to blend in. Oh, okay. I didn't know the name for those. So he was wearing those to try to look like a Bigfoot and he got yeah. hit by a car? Yep. I believe he got hit by a car. I don't think he was shot. Jesus. I think he was hit by a car. That's a, that's such a sad way to go. I was reading, I think it was the Goatman, maybe? It might have been a different cryptid, and I didn't write down the name. But it allegedly has sightings on this bridge, and this couple was out looking for it, and a train, it's a train bridge, and the train came. The guy managed to survive but the girl was hit by the train looking for this fucking cryptid and you're just like what a terrible way to go how do you explain that i don't know but then you know of course some high-minded author wrote you know it's funny because this thing is said to seek human flesh and want to kill humans and in a way it has it's like, i thought you were gonna say he said it was driving the train yeah exactly like <laughs> Uh, or try to explain the train. Like, train didn't hit him. It was totally the goat man. Yeah. Yes, it was the goat man, and then it, the train got it afterwards. And the government covered it up, as always. I feel like the government would not keep cryptids secret. You know, like, if they were found to be real, they'd be, they, they have no horse in that race. It's always a common one, though. They're covering it up. Our tiny brains couldn't comprehend aliens and Bigfoot. Yeah, people give too much credit, I think, to the large bureaucratic channels and their ability to orchestrate, you know, these conspiracies instead of being like, they don't care, they don't have their shit together enough to keep that a secret, like. If I learned anything from these Bigfoot movies, when in doubt, it's just a fucking bear. Yeah. <laughs> That might be a good note for us to end on unless we have any um any any other creatures or notes we need to Actually, we didn't even talk about cryptids in pop culture because they seemed they seem to be having a moment. People fucking love them. And I don't know what is behind that rise. If if as science figures out the world more that we crave unknown or like, what is behind the? I, how many? You said you've seen a hundred Bigfoot movies. Like, what has compelled humans to be so fascinated with him to make all these movies? I don't know. It was like there was like a big boom in the seventies about it. It was like in the newspaper a lot. There was a lot of different movies that came out, and then you know sort of settled down and then like the 90s and especially now it's just like it almost seems like there's a handful of bigfoot movies coming out every year like just recently they had a bunch of kids ones they had missing link which is actually up for an oscar um there was abominable 
small foot and it almost came out almost the same time just like here's some animated bigfoot and yeti movies so i don't know why it's exploded huh but you're for it the more bigfoot movies the better sure i mean a good bigfoot movie is hard to come by um, they're almost almost all generic horror movies with the same cliches it's like Someone sees a Bigfoot, someone's killed by a Bigfoot, the mayor or cop or game warden says, now it's a bear. There's some good chance there's some Native American folklore or like, you know, don't go on that mountain. It's sacred. and It's almost like cut and paste at this point where I've just seen so many. It's just like, oh, let me guess. This is going to happen. Yep. Surprise. There's just certain beats that they hit and you're like, okay. Yeah. That's kind of disappointing. We need someone to come in and shake up the Bigfoot cinema world and create something more original. Some try. A lot of them fail. I just saw one, like, this weekend. It was like, you know, your typical don't go in here. It's a sacred mountain. And then this Bigfoot's just kind of staring at them. And then all of a sudden, zombies. I'm like, okay. And then, oh, surprise, it's a dream. Uh, but then the Bigfoot kills them after his dream. But, oh, that was a dream, too. I'm like, oh, fuck off. People gotta stop. Um, I was gonna say getting stoned in writing scripts, but maybe also <laughs> having a low IQ in writing scripts. Yeah. Meatloaf was in one in the 80s. Maybe it was the 90s. Called To Catch a Yeti. Was that good? No. <laughs> But Meatloaf did throw a kid twice, so... So it had its its uh, moments. Yeah. Meatloaf was a hunter hired by a, a billionaire to get a yeti, a baby yeti. Maybe it's just a normal yeti. It was, like, tiny, whatever it was, because his, his shitty rich kid wanted one. And then the shitty rich kid was mean to it, so a little girl went and saved it. Uh, I kind of like that plot. That's That's fun. That's because rich. That is a true thing. Rich people love owning exotic animals as a show of wealth. That's been in a couple Bigfoot movies where he's just like, "I want it because I want it stuffed in my house." And there was another one. The guy wanted it because he was gonna make a zoo based around having this Bigfoot. Yeah, and of course, the Bigfoot kills them. So it's. I guess I wouldn't have even thought of that. Like, because I don't have that desire to own or possess creatures so the idea that people would be like yeah i want to own this thing and like i don't know do, like domesticate it because i think the idea for me of like bigfoot being real would be like oh wow that's cool there's that thing out there not like oh i need to have it yeah i found the one wanting it just to have it stuffed in his house was kind of interesting because he didn't want to share it he didn't want to make money from it he's just like i want to be the only one that has a mounted bigfoot um that i mean that is a thing people who um i know and know of a couple people who have like human like they own like a human hand or there's like a like people want to own like human skulls or bones or whatever or like it's just weird to me or i'm like but like why and there's because there's a whole black market trading of like antiquities and like you know shrunken heads and stuff and these are things that people are buying on the black market so they can't display them or put them in a museum it's just they're spending millions of dollars to have this thing in their home that is just for them to look at Mm, i don't get it 
Yeah, it doesn't seem fair. I mean, if you've got a Bigfoot, share the Bigfoot. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way we're going to get really prove it to everyone is a body. Yeah. But a lot of people don't. They're against that. They're against oh. the, like... Killing, killing of it. Yeah. Yeah, you should definitely... Don't kill it. You can't study it if it's dead. Of course you can. That's how you study it. You dissect it. Yeah, okay, yes, but you can't, like, observe it behaviorally. No. But that'd be one way to be like, hey, 100% proof the real. The real deal. Here here it is. Or, like, we cut into it, and it's it's a guy in a suit. <laughs> I like that end to, the, to a movie where, like, they finally capture a Bigfoot, and they've got it on the operating table to do a... Um, an autopsy and they cut it open and there's just a human inside <laughs> he's like hey guys <laughs> whoops you caught me well you didn't even get to touch on the board games oh my god board games how many bigfoot board games are there let's see i'm gonna try to remember all the ones i have um we got bigfoot from 1977 got the bigfoot game from 1980 something um, I got just bought a new one, Robin Hood versus Bigfoot. Is that is it a new game or new to you game? I believe it's a new new version of a game. It's like a card battle game. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna remember all the names. There's like Bigfootsie, which is like a card game. There's another card game, Bigfoot game. There's this weird one where you're like going around and this it stomps. It doesn't call it a Bigfoot, but it's clearly like a Bigfoot creature. That's for like little kids. Um, I just got one off Kickstarter called like Sasks Hunting for Sasquatch or something. There's several Yeti games. There's a Yeti slope game. Rock Jocks has a Yeti in it, which is that's like a mountain climbing game. I forget all the name of them. I probably got 15 at least. So are these video games or board games or both? These are board games. Okay. So these that's you know, a lot. That's a lot of Bigfoot board games. There's been a lot coming out the last couple of years. Have you played all of them? All of them except for Robin Hood versus Bigfoot because I just got that one. And the other one, the other Sasquatch one, I haven't played yet because I just got that one too. Are they any good? The one that ones that you played? I enjoy um, the seventies one because it's like there's like a three D Bigfoot that when you stop when you push down it drops like a bingo chip, and the whole idea is that you're a miner and you're working around this board, and you actually get to move the Bigfoot. So your strategy is to move it towards the other players, and when you go over the player, you push down, and if it leaves a Bigfoot chip. It, that player scared out of the game. So you want to eliminate the other players by having the Sasquatch scare them away. So you're the only gold miner in Alaska. Okay, I like that. That seems like a well-thought-out plot. And then the 80s one I actually had to import from the UK because it didn't come out over here. And that one's kind of like a mixture of, like, um, I don't know if you know Fireball Island. I don't. Oh, that involves, like, marbles that roll down. So this one has a Bigfoot with a rock, and you roll two dice, and you move kids, and the idea is you want to get your kid up the mountain and befriend Bigfoot, 
while having it kick rocks and killing the other kids. Oh, okay. Not really killing them. You just send them back a little ways. But So you're like throwing in rocks and stuff like that. It's like a mixture of a couple games. Um, that one's actually kind of fun. Other other Bigfoot, uh, there's Bigfoot games. I'm sure there's lots of Bigfoot toys, right? Not a ton, honestly. Um, there was a cup. There was some merch that came out for Harry and the Hendersons. Okay. So there was like little rubber Bigfoot dolls and a stuffed doll. There's some stuff stuffed dolls you can get online. Um, I have like one Bigfoot. I don't know if you know, like, was it Archie McPhee? Something like that. They just make a ton of like just bullshit knickknack Bigfoot related stuff. So they put out an action figure. And then there were some more high end like, custom action figures that I kind of had them open. Like I was going to buy them and I never did. And I don't think they make them anymore. So they're probably crazy expensive on eBay. So like whatever. Yeah. I know there was, I guess it counts. There's like a Marvel character called. Um, Sasquatch, so he had a toy, but I think he talked and stuff. Because there's several comic books, too. Rob Zombie wrote one. Oh, really? Or, like, co-wrote one. There's a couple issues, and that was kind of your straight-up, just horror, Sasquatch-killing-people type thing. Um, that's interesting. So, did you read those comics? Yeah. And were there any It's been a while, they were okay. I mean, kind of your standard, just gore, horror. Yeah. Your standard, it was a bear. <laughs> I, I want to say in one of the issues, like, literally a bear is thrown onto a moving car. And the guy's trying to explain it off. Like, oh, a bear fell down the hill. And but, you know, Sasquatch threw it. Oh, I see, I see. That could have been a movie, too. Yeah. They all blur together after a while. Do bears have enough, um... Do bears have enough upper body strength to throw something that big? I don't know. Another bear? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. That, I don't know That was in a movie. Left. It made me laugh. There, there was a dead bear in the tree, and they were trying to figure out how to get up there, and he was like, it was a bear. And the guy just looks at him and was like, it's a big fucking bear. <laughs> yeah, I just... Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I don't know what bears are capable of. I think mountain lions might pull smaller prey into a tree, but they're not going to pull a goddamn bear up there. Yeah. that's a... I don't think they'd even attack a bear. It'd have to be dead if they're going to eat it. Do they even scavenge, though? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. But I know that... Um, what was I going to say? I don't think bears... I don't think anything fucks with bears. I don't think they have any natural predators. Humans. Yeah, and that there's very few of us. <laughs> Depending on what Barry talk about too. I mean, I guess they do hunt grizzlies, but I think most people try to avoid grizzlies. Yeah, they think grizzlies are just one of those creatures you just don't mess with unless you're that one guy. Did you see that documentary years ago, Grizzly Man? Didn't they kill him? Yeah, he. They were his friends. Blah blah blah, <laughs> and then they tore him apart. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, it's uh, you're just watching the whole movie going, this isn't going to end well, right? And then it doesn't. No, same thing with wolves. Stop trying to befriend them. 
just don't be like I don't it's and it's mostly white people who think that everything is their friend and it's just like dude you don't need to be friends with everything like you don't like wolves don't want to be your friend bears don't want to be your friend like you can just let them do their thing yeah I don't know if I fully trust my cats let alone a wolf well cats will eat you that's that's kind of their deal is like cats don't actually care about you how dare you I think that's a thing though like they said like cats like they 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 are just I waiting. think if you're dead long enough I don't think they immediately eat you. No, but I think they're just waiting for you to die so that they can eat you. Like that's why they <laughs> I think pace it's more of all slowly. They're stalking their prey. No, I think it's more of a you're not alive to feed them, so they're gonna make do. Well, we'll um we'll do an upcoming episode where we debate cats, friend or foe. <laughs> and uh, we'll... all I know is I work at a vet's. And I worked there long enough to realize I like cats better than dogs. What? Did you have, you didn't have that feeling going into working at a vet? But after years of being there, you're like, no, I definitely like cats better. I've seen far shittier dogs than I have cats. And even if it's a cat's shitty, it's small and easier to deal with. Um, That's probably true. I think because cats don't require as much training and so I think a well-trained dog is better than any cat, but a lot of people are not good at training their dogs. And then that's also, the problem. I've never seen a cat eat its own shit. That's a fact. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I've seen plenty of dogs eat their own shit. Yeah, why do they do that? I heard that it's like a nutritional deficiency. Mm, or they're dumb. I don't know. Cesar Milan says to give them bananas instead, of, and and they'll eat bananas instead of their own shit. <laughs> sure, I've, but I'm just saying, I've never seen a cat eat its own poop. All right, well, fair enough. I have no dispute for that because that's gross. I I know people whose dogs eat their own poop, and it's horrific. All right, before we go, yes. I'm going to recommend a book. Okay. As I've mentioned Vermont many times, people have probably figured out that's where I'm from. Um, there's a book called The Vermont Monster Guide. Oh. And this guy went around and gathered stories all around Vermont. And it's full of all kinds of cryptids and shit you wouldn't believe. Like man-eating rocks. Um, which is one of my favorites. Uh, giant house cats. As well as what you mentioned earlier, like, you know, larger than life normal animals. There's plenty of those in here, like a gigantic moose. There's a gigantic deer that they call Ironside. And it's the picture's drawn with it with full of like arrows and shit of people who've tried to kill it hunting, but it's they can't. All kinds of stuff like that. So, do you think that those are true when people see like a giant moose? Like that there was an abnormally large moose, or do you think that their perception of its size was skewed? Because because moose are very big, anyways. Uh, I think it's just hunter wise tales. Like, oh, I shot the most giant deer or moose, and I couldn't take it down. I emptied my clip, and you know, a bunch of drunk assholes telling stories. Yeah, still fascinating. Yeah, it's still a good time. So it's called the Vermont Monster Guide. Yep, it's only stuff in Vermont. I'm sure there's other stuff out there, but it's got swamp monsters. It's got 
something called Gordon Godzilla. I don't know if it mentions in here, but there's the old idea of uh, triangles, um, Bennington Triangle. Um, I didn't really bring it up because there's really only one Bigfoot story, but it's kind of like the idea of there's just you draw these lines and it makes a triangle and weird shit happens in it, like uh, missing 411 type shit. Like the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, but these triangles are all over the United States, supposedly. It's basically weird shit happens in this area. Aliens, you know, monsters, uh, people go missing. Um, probably shouldn't even mention it because I don't remember much, but there was someone, like a, there's a college down there and a girl went missing and they combed, like she went hiking. They couldn't find her and they combed the area and they found her in a field that they'd already searched multiple times before. Oh, and so, so like that. they're saying that this is supernatural or bizarre because we we look there thoroughly. Some people are saying that. I don't know if they said that, but that's like the only one of that story that's true from that area. Because there's other ones that are mentioned, but like you can't find any information. There's like a hundred that supposedly disappeared. And there's one, a guy got on a bus and then at the stop, he wasn't on the bus. But there's like... Nothing backing those up. The girl being killed or whatever happened is true. Okay. I mean, I know Atlanta has an area called the heroin triangle, and it's where most of the heroin trade and usage takes place. Um, but that's probably a different type of triangle. <laughs> you know, there's one in Massachusetts, too, not far from Bennington. A heroin triangle? No, just like mysteries and like little people gnome type people just just crazy shit like that so if you look up different triangles i'm sure they're all over america um yeah that's kind of fun i want to see if there's a triangle near me i can't even figure out if there's a rock and roll mcdonald's near me let alone a triangle i saw your thing about that i've never heard of rock and roll mcdonald's really i thought it was one of those things that was so ubiquitous um what is it they have um it'll have like a pink cadillac that's hollowed out on the inside and has a table in it so it's like a booth they'll have rock and roll memorabilia lots of pictures of elvis and marilyn monroe that type of thing and then the never heard of it it's there's the most famous ones in chicago it was the first one but um i've been to them across the country as a kid i just remember on road trips i've been to many um and so i'm trying to see if there's any still in existence if any listeners know of a rock and roll mcdonald's um please uh email me sydneydelorean at gmail.com because i know there's more the one in chicago closed but i know there's more um because i asked zach jokingly if he wanted to go on a road trip to see every remaining rock and roll mcdonald's and he said, what's that? And so I, that was my discovery that these things are not, it's not ubiquitous. So I feel like you'd be hard pressed to even find one with a, a play area in it now. The new ones are weird. They're super, I went inside one a couple of weeks ago because they re-released, um, they did like a McDonald's toy thing where it was all different like hit toys from the past 40 years. They remanufactured them. And so I went into a McDonald's so that I could buy uh, 20 McDonald's toys, and I hadn't been in one in 20 years, and they're very swanky. There's, like, touchscreens you can order on. It's weird. Yeah. 
I don't eat McDonald's, so I wouldn't know. No, I well, yeah, I don't either, but I do buy their toys. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but I, I'm on. We a used quest. to, we used to have a really fancy one in a town here called Stowe. It's kind of a tourist trap now. It's like a ski resort, even though the ski resort's not even in Stowe, but that's a different story. <laughs> it's considered a ski town. Um, they had a really fancy one. I was like like really fancy inside tables it almost looked like a five-star restaurant but it was a mcdonald's and uh the town decided they didn't want a mcdonald's in their fancy hoity-toity uh tourist trap and like it got it shut down and it was ripped out and now it's just like a shitty shopping area for like a just grocery store weird they yeah, were too good like, for McDonald's. Yeah, even though it was like the fanciest freaking McDonald's you've ever seen, it was still not good enough. I remember going there as a kid. They didn't have a drive through You had to go in. It was all like um, fancy stonework outside. Um, that's Yeah, that's wild. Remember when Pizza Huts were nice? No, I've never been to a Pizza Hut. Oh, man. They used to be like dine-in restaurants that were like the dark wood booths, and they would have a stained glass chandelier over each table, and there was a salad bar. Um, but it used to be as a nicer place to take a kid um, as compared to like, you know, McDonald's or whatever. Uh, but they're not that way anymore. Now they're just, it's like a combination Taco Bell Pizza Hut. Yeah, I feel like we have some around here, but we don't have a lot of like different restaurants because it's hard to uh, move uh, to do businesses in Vermont. They're very strict. Like about what comes, what's allowed to come in. Yeah, and like how you build it. They're trying to force people to go into existing buildings and not build new buildings. It's it's weird. We didn't get a Target till like last year. Um. That's yeah, it's what towns like that are wild to me. I like and I get it. I get why they're trying to preserve the historic nature of the town. And like there are cities where you can't put in like any sort of chain. So it's all mom and pops. But where I live in Phoenix, it's I mean, it's all new development. And it's just like this sprawling thing. Geographically, we're one of the like population wise, we're the sixth largest in the country. But geographically, we might be closer to number one, because it's just the, I don't know, the textbook definition of suburban sprawl. Like you want something, you can build it. And so it's just like all new. And it's all strip malls. Yeah, I'm not sure how it works because I remember Target giving up for years until they got like an old space in a mall or something. But you have like Walmart's, freaking almost every corner has a Dunkin' Donuts. So I don't know if they just were more persistent or what. But oh. yeah, there's all kinds of weird beauty laws around Vermont. Billboards are illegal. Really? Yep. No highways are bigger than two lanes, which I kind of like, but. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just wild. I've never been to Vermont, um, so I, I can't, I can only picture what I've seen in movies, um, but I've been to, like, you know, upstate New York. I assume it's kind of similar. Yeah, pretty much. A lot of farms. And old buildings, old homes, Victorian mansions. <laughs> Some places. Yeah. Playing um, trailer parks too. So oh, really? You guys all. have trailers in Vermont? Hell yeah! Really? I lived in one for a while when I was a kid. I don't know why. I just picture like, um, you know, when it's cold, places where it's cold, there's less 
because like out here it's all trailer parks but like in cold areas they seem to be less common you heat them yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well there's a mix there's like fancy trailer parks that are like old people mm-hmm. and then there's like your typical like cars on blocks trailer parks like behind gas stations gotcha yeah looking at you johnson <laughs> shots fired um well anything else about cryptids before we wrap it up no i mean if if anyone's interested it's like so easy to find information documentaries movies books like there's so much crap out there and then if you're into sexualizing it there's plenty of uh bigfoot porn books on amazon stop it Oh yeah, you want to? Di- you should dive into that sometime. Yeah, I might. The covers are terrible. It's like a shirtless guy, and they just Photoshop a gorilla head on him. It's like Bigfoot lover and shit like that. Do you think that that's like a? Do you think that's closely related to the whole furry thing? Could be. I don't know. I, I don't dare read them. People keep send, like sending me pictures. I'm like, no, I'm not reading. I freaking smut novel about bigfoot especially if it's got like a pirate bigfoot you know on it or something i feel like makes sense (laughs) yeah you have better things to do with your time than that not much but i have some decency yeah um yeah it's i i it's interesting i haven't done an episode about furries yet um but maybe i'll do some research and see if that sort of kink is close to like our furries and bigfoot well i know two furries so you got you gotta have a furry on oh i would love that because i find it it's two different avenues one furry i know is not into it sexually so they claim Mm -hmm. and the other person is just like it's like a kink so Um, i don't know i always assumed it was like a sex thing but like the other person got very upset when I said that. So yeah, I um I could get having fun dressing up in a suit and like dancing around, um but I I to me I don't I don't understand the sexual draw. I don't. I went to school with a girl who was a furry, and it was really funny because she was like an ex-Mormon or still Mormon and she was engaged to this atheist and she was always on about how it was totally okay for them to have premarital sex because at least they were engaged and how like other people who weren't married or engaged and had sex like how wrong that was but also she was a furry and I was like I don't know if you have a lot of room to be judging other people's sexual behavior when like you literally have to be so like something i i equated it to maybe something in her puritanical upbringing you know like being taught that sex is dirty and sex is wrong and then putting a suit on to have sex maybe helped disconnect from the perceived dirtiness of the act if that makes sense and i'm not saying this is all furries i'm saying it was this one girl that i knew where I'm just like, I don't know, like, you're super pious about this, but, like, you literally have to put on a mascot outfit to fuck, and I feel like you're disconnecting it from the shame that you were trained from your religion to associate with sex. I don't know, man, but I would love to, uh, if, you know, to talk to your friends and ask them about, like, how they got into it and 
what the appeal is and stuff because I don't I don't know any uh, furries personally now. I don't know if they would. So yeah, yeah. Some people don't like to uh, air all their business on a podcast. It turns out. Yeah, there is a Vermont <laughs> Vermont fur group. Oh really? They go around to different Vermont events, and I think a lot of people are a little bothered by them showing up to these events, but. I know they were upset not that long ago because there's a shopping district in like one of our biggest towns called uh, Church Street, and um, they made an ordinance banning masks on Church Street, which I guess they said it was because you know stores didn't like people walking around with masks, which makes sense. But yeah, absolutely. They felt it was a direct attack on them because they would just go hang out around Church Street. I think a no mask policy in public spaces is pretty much an okay feeling to have just because like we associate masks with what criminals wear so um yeah i don't know i did see a funny picture where they were like at this event and they were like you know dancing around having fun they're like reaching out to kids and like you just see this one picture where like the parents just like yanking their kid away like no (laughs) because the kid is definitely going to be drawn to that like yeah. that's something that would draw a kid's attention um and just see a, a big happy dog and they're like nah, no no nah. no get away <laughs> from that monster um yeah that stuff intrigues me like why you're into it like if it's a kink go for it but it's it's almost more intriguing if it's not like then why yeah, I, I always understand it more when it's not. This show, every episode, that we've done a lot of episodes where I feel like I really relate to the people until it turns sexual. So like our episode about objectophilia, um, I was like, no, I get really liking objects. I mean, I'm a, I'm a collector and, and I'm an artist and a sculptor. So like I get being attracted to like enjoying objects. But then I was like, but I don't get where the sex comes in and that was the same thing with our episode about um adult babies because like I mean you've seen my room like I like pink and I like toys and I like things that are maybe geared towards children's children's audiences but um I don't uh I don't understand uh, I don't relate to when it turns sexual where I'm like oh no this isn't like a sex thing for me so yeah, I think the same thing with furries, where I'm like, those are those are fun costumes. I don't I don't quite get the sex avenue, but okay. Mm-hmm. Don't know. We'll get to the bottom of it. Hopefully. <laughs> um. So, anyways, I guess that's it for uh, cryptids. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Um. Do you want to tell everyone to have a happy hump day? that's exactly the response that i was expecting to get um but have a happy hump day everyone